there you yeah hi you welcome to a bit spursy uh, my name's barney my name's dan and we're gonna do a, a podcast for you about tottenham hotspur now um and um, i hope you enjoy it how are you dan i'm very good thank you barney how are you doing yeah great what do you think of that personalized intro i really liked it i i i hope that we can somehow between recording and publishing work mm. out the technology where we can insert every listener's name into that that would somewhere. be great yeah but it That'd would be, be a very computerized voice there for mm. hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Brian. Shout out to you. Um, love having you listen to the pod. <laughs> we just need maybe we just need to do it manually and do a 10 hour pod and just go through every <laughs> name we can think of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what you mean, actually, not look it up. I suppose we can't, but you just name every name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, for some reason in my head then I was imagining like a world where people have to register their name to listen to this podcast. (laughs) That's not how it works. That would be us (laughs) taking a real twist to this. Like, well, if you want to listen, Mm. you now need to register your name um, (laughs) and you need to join our database and Mm. then we will give you access to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Are you part of our loyalty program? (laughs) (laughs) 10 stamps and you get a free pod. Yeah, and we farm all your information. Oh, <laughs> uh, look, well, hopefully, hopefully. We'll, we'll mm. work on this technology and see. Yeah. And Let's see build it from do. the ground up. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Then we can license it elsewhere and then exactly. uh, really just take over the world. Yeah. Uh, we, we sound so evil this week. <laughs> yeah, what is happening? It was meant to be like a nice intro. Yeah. It wasn't meant to be some kind of... Okay, well, look, moving on, um, <laughs> on to uh, Greater Evils. We played Roma uh, in the week just gone in a friendly, the last of the friendlies, and we played in Israel. Uh, and last week I promised that I would do some research into uh, the, <laughs> the what's going on in Israel. Um, and I did a bit of reading and my conclusion was exactly the same as it was, I think, last week. Um, I implore you to uh, do your own uh, research. There's some great stuff on Amnesty International. Even The Athletic has an article about it. But there is no way that we can possibly, um, uh, like, appropriately uh, give some kind of summary of the current uh, situation in Israel and Palestine uh, and uh, how, uh, how it's all going on down there um, or up there for us, rather without missing huge details. So basically my conclusion from my research was it's complicated and that's actually groundbreaking stuff. Yeah, excellent. Uh, my addition mm. to that is no comment. Great. So- well, uh, cool. Um, well, let's move on to the game. Um, so, <laughs> no, But I think that course- is good. I think that is good that, that everything you said, Barney, is spot on. Mm. Um, we, we don't need to add our extra opinions <laughs> into that mm. um, into that matter. I just have nothing of value to add or say um, that isn't said in articles that you can freely access on the internet. So I feel like what would be the point of me being the conduit for that and perhaps paraphrasing things slightly wrong when you can just go straight to the source? 
Oh, definitely. And I think, like you said on the, uh, on the show last week, if you're coming here for sort of, uh, you know, political commentary on world news, uh, sorry to disappoint, but, mm. uh, it's, uh, it's not what we specialize in. So we're not going to start trying to do that. No, 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 we are far from, we barely even do Tottenham news. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, sort of out of our wheelhouse. So the, the game, Dan, did you watch the game? I did watch the game. Mm. Um, what'd I you think? I watched it on two times speed. Great. Um, which was interesting. It's really the first thing I think I've ever actually consumed on two times speed. Mm. Um, because I, to be honest, I find it very, very frantic. And like, I know mm. some people listen to a lot of podcasts on two times speed or watch YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, it's, it's very chaotic. I, I feel mm. like for a sports game, it's probably okay. Um, especially one, which is maybe a little bit slower, which is what it felt like. Well, it didn't feel like that for me. It felt really yeah. zippy, but it seemed... Oh, zippy as for you. Yeah. Well, I, I cannot believe that I didn't think of that because I watched it at regular speed and it was so painfully slow. Mm. Um, so you made a really good choice there. Yeah. Well, it seemed even from watching it in, in double time, it did seem that it did seem slow. It did seem yeah. like it was kind of, I don't know, both teams going through the motions a little bit and a couple of nice moves here and there, but... Overall, still some kind of sloppy passes and um, I don't know. It was, it to me, it just felt like a weird game that it didn't have the intensity that we had in the last couple of games. So we couldn't really point to it and go, well, we're just building up the intensity again. Um, and it, it, I don't know, it just kind of felt like in a way, <laughs> Jose was really going out to win that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, we'll get mm-hmm. one goal up and then let's uh, let's just low block it out. Oh, yeah, it was. I mean, to be fair to Jose, if one is going out to execute execute Jose Ball, uh, it is impressive the level to which they did so. Um, They did a great job of just sitting in that low block, parking the bus, um, and then, you know, using quick counters. uh, The fun memories. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, it was so boring. Oh, my God. Uh, and we like it was. I think it was thirty four degrees or something, and it looked it like mm. the, the it was just slow and everyone was just like caked in sweat. Yeah, it was. It was not a good friendly. Did you get the um, the impression sort of watching it? At, did you watch it live or did you watch it on repeat? Repeat. Okay. <laughs> repeat. So replay delay. Repeat. Uh, you probably didn't yeah, want repeat, to watch repeat, the game repeat. twice. Yeah, no, delay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's a bit pointless watching preseason games, uh, multiple times, I'd say. Um, did you get the impression during the game that, I don't know, players were kind of playing it safe and mm-hmm. just kind just being like, well, all right, this is the last game to get through before the season starts next weekend. Let's not do anything crazy. Let's not overextend and let's just kind of, you know, get through the 90 minutes and then move on. Yep. That's exactly what it looked. It looked like Conte had said, this is the team for Southampton. Uh, I'm not changing it. And uh, you just go out. We're just going to play 90 minutes, uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> you better not get injured. Yeah, don't get injured. <laughs> don't get injured. Otherwise, I'll go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it, it it just was such a non-event. Um, and I'm not saying that because we technically lost. Like, it genuinely was so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why, like, I don't know. I see that a lot of people have reacted quite poorly to this result. Um but I think just given the context of all that, it, I mean, does it really matter? No. No? 
So, yeah, no. I, I don't think it, it, this didn't really sort of get to me either. I think it's like, you know, that I'm more excited now that they've got, you know, a full week leading up to the Southampton game to, to, um, to just get back to work at the training ground, focus on that. And I think we are going to see a, a different team, not in terms of personnel, but in terms of just in terms of like the level of intensity and, mm. um, and the sharpness. Cause I think having a, just a full week without having to travel around, without having to do any press, you know, um, little presses and all that sort of stuff. Like, I, I think that we are going to see a, a pretty decent team come out on Saturday. Yeah, I've got no, this hasn't swayed my confidence about how we'll go on. Like, whether we win or lose on Saturday, this match has no bearing for me on how we perform. Like, it was just whatever. Uh, it was such a of a match that <laughs> and I get people reacting because they want to beat Jose, maybe, or because it's Roma and that's, uh, I mean, Villarreal are pretty good. Um, but like in terms of, you know, teams we've played in preseason, like it, even the commentators before we started were like, this is the measure, this is the marker. See how we, it was like, well, no, it's not because <laughs> it's 34 degrees and it's a week before the season starts. Like who cares? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it was something that maybe just, it was almost like journalists had planted this game to bring out the worst in our supporter base again. Yep. To be like, well, look at here we go. We can't break down a low block once again. And where's the creative playmaker? Yeah. Oh my God. The amount of creative playmaker um, screaming into the void that has been happening from the Spurs fan base over the last uh, how many days since this game has been painful. <laughs> it's just come up all up again. And it just seems like anytime there's a little sliver of opportunity, it just comes out and. Yeah, look, I know that we've been linked to Madison, as, for mm -hmm. example, but honestly, it all honestly, un until we have Conte come out and say, you know what, I want a attacking playmaker. That's mm. what I want more than anything. Mm. I'm not going to panic about that because no. if we keep playing the formation that we're playing, there's no real need for that in there. Um, we just, in my opinion, anyway, it seems like we just need to get more out of our wingbacks once they fully settle down and. Um, and get a little bit more accustomed to the system. But I don't know. If Conte was sitting there going, hey, I really want to switch to playing two up front and I want someone else in behind and I want to push Decky to wing back and I really want that creative playmaker, then I'm like, fine, sure, let's go do that. But I also feel like how proactive we've been in the transfer market. If Conte was saying that, we would have already definitely made a move for someone. Mm. Um, if we wouldn't be at this stage now after making six signings. And being like, no, well, the, the signing Conte really wants, we still haven't made it yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, he's ha said nothing about, you know, wanting a creative playmaker. And like you said, we've been active and I would be very surprised if he was desperate for one. And then in every press conference, like we've seen what he's like, like he's going to say it in a press conference if he's not getting what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> and he hasn't mentioned it. So I would say it's probably not a big deal for him. Totally. Well, like you say, he doesn't really hint at things. We would very no. much hear defense good, attacking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, every morning I wake up and I think no creative midfielder and I just go back to sleep and wish that I was dead. Like that is how he <laughs> operates. Like we're going to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We are going to hear about it. 
And what he said is actually some of them recently after this game was some of the most positive things he's ever said, <laughs> where he's just been like, yes, very happy here. Love Paratici. Love Daniel. Beautiful time. Don't care about contract. It's cool. <laughs> so it's like, there's nothing to worry about, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. It's funny because, you know, there's sort of this reaction amongst the fan base at the moment to when something happens that some people get up in arms about. Everyone's like, well, just... It's Antonio Conte, like, whatever. Like, if he's fine, then I guess it's fine. Or if he wants this player, then I guess, like, I want this player. Until it comes to a creative midfielder. Yeah. And then <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows better than Antonio Conte. Oh, most definitely. Everyone then knows exactly what is missing um, <laughs> from his team. Like, I feel like at this rate, it's still going to be the case in, like, 50 years. We're going to have people like, you know what? We still haven't replaced Ericsson. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what are you talking about? We don't even, like, mm. we play a 9-1-1 now. That's the formation in, the, yeah. in 2050. We there's no such thing as midfielders. Yeah, they're done now. What, why do you? <laughs> Ericsson. <laughs> Let's clone him. Let's clone yeah. him. <laughs> well, let me get me time pod. I'll go back and clone him. <laughs> no, no, Gavin. It's done. It's, it's over. Let it go, Gavin. Seriously. <laughs> um, how did you feel watching the game on um, our favorite platform, Spurs TV? Um, it was, it was good. So one thing I noticed was that um, on other services, I think like if you're watching something on Netflix, if you watch something even on like on YouTube, they you can sort of select the quality. I think Optus Sport have this as well when we watch Premier League games. So you can go high quality, mid, low. Um, Spurs play does not give you that option. Um, it's more of a, you get whatever we're serving up to you. Um, and I don't know, for whatever reason, even watching it on, um, on delay, it was like, I was getting like a standard definition sort of, mm -hmm. um, version of it, which I just found a little bit, um, weird, like whether or not they're like, oh, you know, well, we won't do it in HD. No one cares <laughs> about it. HDH me everyone just wants that sweet just standard <laughs> we've got to make the fan base appreciate good food why are we scottish i really don't. I, don't, I don't i imagine the person that runs spurs tv is scottish yeah they're there to sabotage it by just giving us a standard definition the yeah. whole time mm. um, back in my day we barely had television it was just flashing lights yeah. and you could just have to kind of figure out what was happening um <laughs> sometimes you'd guess and you'd be right most of the time you'd be dead wrong you'd be dead wrong i used to leave games going what a great match turns out we lost seven nil <laughs> <laughs> i assume that's who runs uh spurs play my experience was that it was absolutely shockingly terrible um, for some reason, if I try and cast it to my TV, be it via Google or Apple, or even plug it in with a HDMI cable, it just doesn't work. Like it is unwatchable. And the only way to watch it is, uh, on my laptop. And even then same problems as last time, the, the audio is just constantly sliding to be different, <laughs> uh, levels of out of time with the picture. Like I just can't. If they hadn't refunded me my seventy dollars, I'd be furious. <laughs> See, I um, when you watch it in double time, the uh, synced up audio doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really matter. Um, I'll have to do. I'll have to try that. I, yeah. I feel like the the difference here is that you know you get any sort of video type of service, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, or any of the big streaming ones, Netflix, Amazon, you know, Paramount, all those sort of things. Um, even Optus now, like 
for for this to function, like they have like huge data rooms and server and like on on ridiculous levels because the amount of data that's being sent like and received constantly is through the roof. Whereas yep. maybe it feels like Spurs have just been like, oh, we've put a few computers in the back cupboard <laughs> and it's like we've pl- plug it into the network and sometimes it drops out, but I, I don't know, it seems to work all right. <laughs> it seems okay for the boys' PlayStations because we've got PlayStations in every room in the lodge and they can play games on them when they're staying over and having a sleepover. And that seems to work okay. So we just figured if we've got, you know, old team playing PlayStation, that would kind of work for the entire world. Yeah, sometimes the PlayStation we have got we you know we've got to go in there and tell Lucas to turn his off just so we can get Spurs play up and running. Absolutely. He's I don't know what he does with his PlayStation, but he draws a lot of power yeah. and a lot of bandwidth. <laughs> I'm not sure what he's playing there, but it's, it seems intense. Maybe that's why whenever it sort of cuts out, it's just because the players have just come back into the lodge and they're just booting <laughs> up FIFA. <laughs> playing a tournament and just taking all of the bandwidth available at the trading ground. It could be. It could be. Um, I wanted to ask you, you've put in our uh, little running sheet here of uh, images. Mm-hmm. Um, you've included some sort of paper mache heads. <laughs> um, I didn't see this bit. I don't. Uh, this is baffling to me. What What was What was this? I like the way you say this as if I'm the freak <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> um, what is this, Dan? What have so you done here? These are mascots, that, but I was so perplexed what was actually happening. They mm. just walked out onto the field before the game, walked up to the players, then just span around and then walked back off with their arms in the air. Yeah, and okay. I was trying to, like, I thought initially, like, okay, is this, like, a, like, are they, um, what's the word? Not streakers. Streakers? Like, they're not really streaking. They're fully clothed. Like pitch, pitch invaders, invaders, kind of, yeah. I'm like, are they pitch invaders? Because mm. it just seemed very weird. But then it's like, they're very well dressed for pitch invaders. They got like, mm. um, you know, slacks and shirts and like, and they both, both of them have the exact same um, Spurs Roma like scarf mm. on. Um, I've got no idea who they are. The faces look very happy too. So I thought yeah. if this is a political statement, you'd probably make them like look angry or upset. Mm. Um, I've got no idea. I was actually hoping that you would know <laughs> who these two people were and what that was all about. Cause I just found it very, very odd them coming out before the game. Yeah, I would I would love to know. Um one of them kind of looks like Kulusevsky and then the other one is the uh, just a generic man. Yeah. And I just can't figure out It's Louis Thoreau. Yeah, it kind of it might be Louis Thoreau. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Maybe that's what's uh, going on. We'll hear like and I thought I'd do a documentary on Dejan Kulusevsky. Yeah. And I'd pull a prank to kick it off. Yeah. <laughs> Louis, this is sort of uh, much more a Nathan for you kind of <laughs> stunt. Not really your deal. I want to go into... I oh, see the Scottish guy. I can't drop out of that accent. Look, anyway, moving on. I've noticed... Uh, well, I'm not noticed. I would like to know, um, before I say what I've noticed, uh, how you felt. Was there anyone that stood out to you during this match? Um, anything in particular game-wise that uh, you found interesting or notable? Uh, yeah, I'd say like the things that maybe stood out the most were just Romero just does not give a crap, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which I love. It's like, it feels the first time since I can remember that we've, we have like what we call like a real hard man in the team, but also with that, he's someone who he definitely is always going for ball. 
Um, mm. And rival fans might go like, oh, that's pretty biased, mate. But mm. in all honesty, I don't think you can say that Romero is a dirty player. Um, he's yeah. just a very, very hard player. And he got into a little scuffle with Pellegrini. Um, I think earlier on in the game, he he took down Zaniolo. But like, I think that was in the penalty box. And he, uh, it was a really, really good tackle. Um, I think to me, even just all through preseason, he's just stood out as being someone who just looks raring to go this season. Um, and yeah, it's like, I just, I still cannot believe that we have this quality defender at our club. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it's great to watch him. Like you said, it's not, you're not watching him and having any kind of cognitive dissonance over like, Oh, that was actually really dirty. And, uh, yeah, he's on our team. So cool. But uh, it's kind of gross. Like he is playing the ball. He just goes in very hard. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm in love with him. I'm in love with him. I feel like if you're an opposition player, he's the sort of player that you are scared to face. Because you know that he's never going to pull out of 50-50. No. And you also know, again, you're you're not really going to easily win fouls from him because he does go in and play ball. So, like, he would be a nightmare to play against. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree. I thought uh, in terms of the first half, again, I wasn't that impressed with uh, Pierre-Emile Hoybier. Um, I thought he did some good stuff, but I want I just want like a solid rock performance from him, which maybe I'll get this weekend. But I also was not impressed with Basuma at all. Like he, to me, had a pretty average game. And then Benjaker came on and I thought was – probably quite a bit better. Um, not that he was great either, but yeah. What did you think about the midfield? Um, well, this is again, maybe my, I'm biased from double time. Um, mm. but I did like, there were a couple of balls over the top that Pierre played, which I thought were pretty nice. I think one yeah, day he played yeah, through yeah. Doherty maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another one that he played through, but yeah, I, I thought in general, like the, this definitely didn't seem that cohesive in midfield. Mm. Um, again, I'm, not really too sure who we're going to see on Saturday. And I also don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Like I I kind of feel like I I like us going into sort of games now with the idea that we might not have a definitive like two that we always have. And it might just go on quite a few factors of like how people are training through the week, how people are feeling injury and energy wise and all those sorts of things. Um, But yeah, I think overall I don't know. There's just been a lot of sloppiness in, in, in some of these games. And, um, yeah, to me, it'll really come down to the weekend to see if that gets ironed out or if it's going to be something where we need to still give it a little bit more time for players like Basuma and, um, and Hoybier to click together and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I just can't imagine a world where a Conte team who's focused so hard on fitness and automations during the preseason is as sloppy as you've sort of seen in these games. Like given that when they play on Saturday, it's probably going to be 15 degrees cooler. Uh, and so that will make a big difference. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be very surprised if it is kind of all over the place and sloppy. And if Conte picks players that he thinks uh, can play the system when they're not quite ready, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if we roll out a side that's very, very similar to how we ended last season. Um, but also I wouldn't be surprised if Pesuma started or um, I would think that Perisic probably starts, but also Perisic has got, he's, he's got a bloody, he's, he's bloody uh, cheating. He's cheating. He's, he's played with Conte before. He knows what's up. 
So he's got his little cheat sheet um, in his pocket that he can pull out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would say, I, 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 even though I don't think Perisic did a huge amount, um, he does just look very, very comfortable and confident on the ball. Mm. And you just see like how easily he can, he can pass with his left, pass with his right. Um, and I think when you see a player like that, who is genuinely, what is it? Bipedal. Um, mm. it, it really, you, it really makes it, I guess, stand out how much other players aren't. Yeah. Um, because it's just like, he just turns either way and it's like, yep, knock it back, knock it back. Um, I honestly think Perisic will probably hit the ground running and at least play relatively well. Mm. Um, cause he's just got that old man experience too. Uh, it's, yeah. it's still really interesting. I think to see on the right, like what's, um, what's going to happen. I think last time we spoke, you said that you, you would very much expect Emerson to start. Um, and I say you're probably right based on what we're seeing. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll be, it, it it's weird. It, it'd be really interesting. And I, I would like to see more data on like what the correlation is between say preseason games and the start of seasons. Um, mm. cause I saw a tweet, which was saying when I think it was 2008 at the start of the one day Ramos rain, mm. it's like, we won mm. every preseason game easily. And then we got two points from the next eight league games. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure a, a Liverpool fan I was speaking to said something like the year that they won the title, they lost all their preseason games. <laughs> mm. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what the data actually would say. I remember, and it's my first AFL reference for the season and it feels good, but the first, <laughs> the, the year that West Coast last won a premiership, which was 2018, we lost by like 80 points to Fremantle in the preseason. They finished like third last and we won. Um, and pre the season, it was very like, oh, my God, oh God, that's not good. And then we came out and were fantastic. And so, yeah, it's just, you just can't, because there's so many things that are happening that we're not privy to in terms of like what's being tried out or, you know, what the instructions are in terms of intensity or whatever. Like we just don't know. And, um, of course, they're not going to go balls to the wall the game before the season starts in hot conditions. Yeah. You uh, hope. I wonder if these teams go, all right, everyone, gay, come in. Let's just look a bit shaky in preseason, catch everyone <laughs> off guard, and then we'll go for the title. Um, yeah. And then the teams are just naive. They're just like, yeah, cool. Well, look how, like Arsenal, oh, look how many goals we're scoring in preseason. We're pretty <laughs> bloody good, hey? Yeah. We beat Chelsea 4-0. Can you believe that? That's pretty. I think we might be up there this year. I think we might. Arteta's actually actually really smart, and he uh, puts things together really well tactically. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to go well. And then they just lose their first 10. Yeah, definitely. It could happen. It could very easily happen. Um, oh, totally. I was going to say something that I, <laughs> I noticed that hasn't changed is uh, Harry Kane did not want Eric Dyer to take that free kick towards the end oh of the game. Oh, my God. And it's like now Kane is, he puts the ball as like lower every single time he takes it. <laughs> and uh, it did seem like Eric was like, hey, Harry, give me a crack. Because it, mm. he was trying to sort of muscle his way in there. And Kane mm. kind of had his head down and was kind of like just giving him the old like, just flick, yeah. like, get, oh, get out of here, Eric. Oh, get mm. out of here, Eric. Let me, oh, come on, get out, get out. Like it was, it was, that worries me a little bit. Um, not that I think the difference between say like winning a title and getting relegated is going to be free kick scored, mm. but just the fact that Harry is still, still just can't give it up. I just want to know what the deal is with this new set piece coach 
and Harry continuously taking them. Like, we just need the only reason why we need, we need to replace Ericsson or have Ericsson back is so that Ericsson be like, I'll take it. Yeah. And then Harry's like, all right. Because at the moment, like, Eric Dyer is a better free kick taker than Harry Kane. I am sure of it. And <laughs> it's so frustrating. And I, if we get a free kick in the game on Saturday and Harry Kane takes it, I'm going to have to write. I'm going to have to write to Antonio Conte uh, a letter written in my own blood. No, Barney, please, please don't. I will. I'll be <laughs> writing a don't. very strongly worded letter in my own blood to Antonio Conte. What would the letter say? Just get Harry off those free kicks, Antonio. Please. Uh, signed, Barney. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that. So then he'll take it, pass it on to Gio. Um, mm. and, and hopefully, well, buddy, maybe, maybe this, this is what we've needed all along. We need a, um, a psychopath to write in, in their mm. own blood mm-hmm. with some sort I'll of I'll give threat. it a go. I just feel like Conte would respond to that. Like if I just wrote, uh, uh typed an email, he'd be like, piss off. Yeah. But if I wrote it in my own blood, he would be like, mm-hmm, this guy gets it. Yeah, it's kind of like going, it's going to that level of craziness that like matches matches. Him. Yeah, finally, it's <laughs> finally an equal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm all up for it. Um, I think does this kind of this maybe kind of leads into what mm. what our what, what I was going to say our favorite Italian, but what, one of our favorite Italians oh has been doing. What's he been doing? What's he up to? Paratici. Paratici watch. Yes, back for a full-blooded Paratici watch. Full-blooded. Talking of uh, players coming in, uh, possibly to take free kicks, possibly not. Um, I guess we'll start with... Maybe we should start with Paratici. There's there's been quite a few photos of him um, Mm. floating around. So um, I feel like he really likes the club and he really likes his job, which, which is good, which is good. And I think it shows in the work so far of bringing in some players. Mm. Um, did you see during the game, uh, him getting fired up with Jose having a <laughs> yeah. intense discussion yeah, back that? and forth? <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he doing it? Like, why is parent teacher going up to Jose during the game? <laughs> why is no one stopping that? I know it's a friendly, but know. what's the point? Like, surely someone... Like we've got our, you know, our, our, our hitman Alan Dixon, who would always step mm. in to protect. But obviously Roma just don't care, and they've just <laughs> Fabio could just walk up to Jose and get in a heated discussion with him during the second half. I just don't know what, like, who? Surely, I guess he's got no boss apart from Daniel Levy, who's going to be like, okay, come on now. <laughs> Come on now, come on, Fabio. We can't have you going up and talking to people. We just need you to... We said you could sit on the bench and that's enough, okay? That's enough treats for you, okay? Like, I assume that's it because no one else is going to be like, what are you doing to stop doing that? And so hopefully now that he's in his second year for Paratigi Watch at least, he's going to be more confident. He might be doing some crazy, uh, crazier stuff. Well, that, maybe that's where this all came from. He's going like, you know what? I'm going to go negotiate for Zaniolo right now. <laughs> yeah. And then he sprints over to Jose and I, look, he's playing shit. Sell him to us. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's middle of game. Uh, Fabio, no, go away. Yeah, go away. What are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, sell him. I've got cash in my pockets. Reach in. I have a diamond. I have a diamond in my pocket, Jose. Take it. 
Take it, Jose. I promise it's not blood diamond. It's not blood diamond. Promise you that. Um, yeah, I mean, I assume that's what happened. I mean, who knows? Like, no one can conclusively report that that didn't happen. Um, so I feel like we just broke a story. I think we broke the story. <laughs> Veritici is trying to buy Zaniolo off and off Jose Mourinho. So he's talking yeah, to the wrong person Jose. to begin with. Yeah. Uh, with Blood Diamond. So, mm -hmm. uh, yep, you'll see it here. There have been quite a few rumors of us going after Zaniolo. Um, they have. I, d I still don't know if he's just an out-and-out -out creative midfielder, though. Um, mm. I'm a bit unsure as to where he kind of fits uh, in the team. Like, we've also been linked with someone like Madison, who I go, okay, cool. That is more of a, an attacking midfielder, definitely. Mm. Um, but, I mean, there's just... There doesn't really seem to be a huge amount of substance to these links, as a, a, apart from like, oh, we're maybe interested in this person. Yeah, I mean, we I think we've kind of hit, we've done a, bun a bunch of business, and now it's kind of snagged, and so aggregator accounts and transfernews.com or whatever just need to now just pump out anything, um, because yeah, none of it seems particularly conclusive. Um, I feel like a lot of these rumors might just fade, fade away. Oh, um, yeah. And there's not much behind them. Like, even with Madison, it's like, Newcastle have bid for Madison, but Madison doesn't like Newcastle. So where's he going to go? Could it be Tottenham? And you're just like, what? It, what even? Like, like, <laughs> why do all these, like, all these stories come out saying like, this is, this has happened. This bid has happened. And then player doesn't like X. Um, yeah, it's it's perfect because you don't have to justify anything. Uh, you can just be like, they don't like it. Yeah. And then everyone can be like, that's ridiculous. How could they not like it? Yeah. And then you're like, well, they don't. They don't. <laughs> that's it. You don't have to answer anything. Yeah, it just seems like this very juvenile thing of like, hey, Barney, why wasn't I invited to the party on the weekend? I don't like you. Oh, come on. Please let me in. I don't like it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't like it. Sorry you couldn't come to my party where we all uh, had a piñata each and ate heaps of candy and I got very sick. That would actually be, like, so devastating if everyone at a party had a piñata. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the party you didn't get invited to. Yeah, that would suck. And guess what, actually? The piñatas were all models of you. <laughs> yeah, and we particularly went for the head when we hit them. That's what we did. We went for head. Um, yeah, that would be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Absolutely devastating. Um, I have enjoyed seeing some of the fan photos, uh, or the stuff floating around Twitter of Paratici. Just, he's stoked. He's stoked to be in those photos. Like you said, seems like he's having a great time. Um, I think like if Spurs came to Australia again, I would, <laughs> but do you want a photo with Harry Kane? Do you want, do you want a photo with, with Sonny Conte? I'd be like, where's Paratici? I'm so sorry. I like that example. It sounds like Dobby is asking us. Dobby does work for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a Scottish person behind Spurs play, and then there's Dobby as well. Dobby's now the like the 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 PR liaison or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a photo with Paratici? Paratici, Paratici. Oh, bad Dobby. <laughs> I would 100 percent prefer a photo with Paratici though. Um, oh, if if all right, we we need to make this this promise, Bunny, that if Spurs do. Mm come to Australia anytime soon. Um, mm. we, we must do whatever we can. Although we have said previously that we're, we've, we've probably got some questionable comments about Paratici in the past. So it might be mm. difficult um, for us, but we must do whatever we can to try and get up close and personal, have a snap with Paratici.
Absolutely. One thing that I've noticed is when we're trying to come up with episode names, we'll be like, oh, cool, what did we talk about? Like, what could, and every week we're like, Paratici, uh, <laughs> there's like six Paratici options. And it's gotten to the point where we're like, well, we can't do another one of those. So we'll have to, but there's always a wealth of Paratici uh, adjacent names. Yeah. And then even though we say we can't do another one, then it's like, all right, episode names, Paratici's Soda Pop. <laughs> and <then> yep. <laughs> It's like, what does that even mean? Who knows? Yeah, but... well, who knows? It's, it's got his name in it, though, so uh, whatever. The metrics are huge. Yeah. <laughs> People go bananas. Yeah, that's what, that's Paratici. the niche we're really coming out here. Just pure Paratici fans. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a Spurs fan podcast. This is Paratici specific. Yeah. We're going to become like the Mourinhoistas uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Like, if he leaves, we'll, we'll have to be like, he was, he's awesome. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. Oh, what do you have to thank Spence for apart from getting Paratici sacked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be such a bizarre existence. <laughs> Hello there, a bit Spursy listener. It's me, Barney. And me, Dan. And we are here to tell you some fantastic news. We have started a free Discord to which you can go on and chat all things Tottenham Hotspur and other related concepts. <laughs> yeah, to join that, uh, head to discord.gg slash abitspursy. That's correct. We also now have a Patreon to which you can pay for Spurs-related content. <laughs> and, it sounds uh, like a scam. It's not a scam here. It's, it's not a scam. We're not scamming. We're not scamming. It's, uh, look, we, we love uh, you know creating this podcast and there's a whole bunch of other things that we want to do with some streams. Uh, some watch-alongs and, and these sort of bits and pieces. If you would like to help us out and support us there, we'd really appreciate it. We'll be able to create more Spurs, Spurs content and uh, sort of have fun doing that. So if you like to do that, uh, please head to patreon.com slash a bit Spurs. Uh, the more of you that are on the Patreon, the less time I have to spend in the coal mine, which is my job. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get Barney out of the coal mine. And uh, yeah, all links can be found uh, on our website at a bit Should we talk about the the outgoings? Um, or lack of. Or lack of. Because, I mean, we guess we have had two outgoings in the fact that we've got Scarlet to Portsmouth and Parrot to Preston North End. Mm-hmm. Uh, both mm-hmm. very good loans, I think, for those players. Yep. Um, and I, like Scarlet, I keep forgetting, we, the way we talk about him, it's like he should be pushing to start. But he's a, he's a boy. He's a kid. Mm. He's only recently 18. He's a, he's a little tacker. And... Um, Going to Portsmouth, he actually came off the bench and he played in their first game. So uh, that's good. It's like, you know, getting getting some game time. And Parrot as well, he started for Preston North End in the championship. So good good loans, I guess, we're working for towards that for next season. Uh, the fact that we have to talk about the, 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 the little boys getting loaned out as opposed to any of the senior players going uh, sort of shows that there is a little bit of a lack there. Um, I'm still not super concerned, but how do you feel, Barney, about the fact that we still have these players hanging around? I mean, I'm not concerned because nothing has been reported and I assume it's still coming where it's like Spurs were actually in for Mbappe, but they couldn't get rid of Endombele, so they didn't <laughs> sign him. And like something like that, like it'll be it's some <laughs> ridiculous carrot on a stick player. Um that we apparently didn't get because of the scapegoat and on ballet or mm-hmm. Lo Celso or whoever. But I'm, 
I'm not concerned yet, but I'm also like, there's been no reporting really. Like, I know that the Ariel are interested in uh, Geo, um, as are Fiorentina and Napoli, uh, Sergio Reguilón, apparently Barcelona and... Um, is it Villarreal as well that there's another rumor attaching? It could, him I feel to like them? maybe Sevilla also was sniffing around him at some oh, stage. Oh, it could be Sevilla yeah. going back there. Yep. Um, but yeah, some of the like those players they do have links. Um, obviously, Roden to to Ren looks fairly mm. likely to happen for um, a loan. I think with an option to buy, and the other one that's has seemed to be gathering steam is Tanganga to Roma or Milan. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I feel like if those two players go, they're probably going, even if it is alone, it's like the first step in them leaving mm. there, but really there's absolutely nothing on Harry Winks and Tangi and Dombele. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing at all. Harry Winks must've lost his contacts at the Daily Mail yeah. <laughs> because there's been absolutely nothing on him. I mean, apart from there was that like Everton stuff floating around, which was like a rehash on a rumor that had existed months ago, which like, I just don't understand why they would sign him um yeah maybe his contacts are just stopping posting anything he's like no guys Mm. seriously i'm I'm linked to buying harry we even we need to put the put the buck down somewhere mate even we need to put buck down did i say buying i meant monaco even we need to put the buck down, mate. Sometimes we can't. Monaco, dream on, mate. Sorry, Come that on. was a typo. I meant, <laughs> I meant Wicked Wanderers. All right, yeah, we'll run that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know what. Like, who? He's just an interesting player, Harry Winks. Where we know that he love, you know, is an adequate passer. He's a, not a good defender. He doesn't have much in terms of forward thrust. And so, like, he can keep a midfield ticking over, but then, like, who is a good uh, team for him to fit into? Like, what? Like, I, I just love the attributes you said for him. It's like, if you were doing a who am I, it's like, it sounds like the most boring player in the history of the game. Well, he is. So, um, and I don't want to, <laughs> I've already given him enough um, shit on this podcast, so I don't want to do that anymore. But I just don't get like he could play boring pet ball where they just pass the ball around a lot but apart from that i'm like who actually needs a midfielder like that no one yeah it's um and look we've we've um we've criticized him before we've also defended him so i think Mm. in the in the general scheme of things we've been pretty like good to harry winks like we've we've um we've defended him quite a bit as well uh but yeah i agree it's like where where is he gonna go i feel like maybe other clubs are doing what we usually do to them in the fact that they're waiting till the end of the window to try and squeeze. And then I think we will get, I like, I'm still convinced we will find homes for, for these players, but it's, um, it, it's challenging. I, I feel like Winks, we will find something because he seems like the player who would end up compromising to leave in order mm. to start playing again. The one that really does concern me out of all of these is Ndombele because at least mm-hmm. Geo had a, a good loan spell like, and he did yep. well for Villarreal and uh, he impressed there. So he's got a few teams uh, sniffing around him and Dombele did not have a good loan spell at Leon. And yep. there's no, like there are no links. Like there is, <laughs> there's nothing 
um, talking about where he's going to go. And I feel like we're in a position now where his wages are just really going to be challenging mm. um, to take on. Because if you're him, you're thinking like, why would I give up 200,000 uh, mm. <laughs> pounds a week, uh, you know, to, to go somewhere else. And I, I feel like there's no other team which is going to put him on those wages unless they're signing him on a free, mm -hmm. which is not going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yep. I just can't believe that we, you know, Tottenham fans, myself included, uh, calling for signing like an exciting um, midfielder, be the young, old or in between, uh, and we finally do it. We actually do it. We sign uh, a guy that's meant to be extremely promising. We sign another guy extremely promising, but more talking about NWLA here, and we pay him the money that he wants just to get him. Uh, he has a pretty good first game, and it's like, oh, this guy, what a, what a signing. How exciting. He's so unique. And then it just blows up in our face more than you could possibly imagine, and we're stuck with this player who we do not want, who no one else wants, and we're paying him 200,000 pounds a week. Like, it is, it's it's like, uh, it's a nightmare. But it's funny because it's like the reality of, you know, as a fan calling for these kind of signings when the club actually did it, they did it and it just went horribly wrong. And is that a problem with scouting? Did we scout incorrectly? We didn't take into account some other factors that would influence his transition into the team, whatever. But it really is, you know, like 60 million, 200,000 pounds a week for a player that really hasn't done very much. And also just like been, uh, a player that's just made the fan base extremely angry. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really good description of it. And I think it is an example of, yeah, did we kind of do this to ourselves that we were demanding these sort of signings and yeah, always being, you know, standing there with our pitchforks uh, screaming, pay the money, just pay the bloody money, Levy, give him whatever wages <laughs> he wants. And we finally done it. And now there's a play we can't shift for that reason. It would be a lot easier if he was actually just flat out a rubbish player. Oh, yeah, because um, then you could just write him off. You just write him off completely. But then some things he does, like he's still like an incredibly talented footballer. But I think that's where it's so, it's just so difficult because it's almost like, do we have to get to the stage where we just think that he is completely rubbish and we let him go for next to nothing? Um, is he going to be a player who sort of just ends up running down his contract like other teams have had big sort of you know flops um but it's really really challenging to 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 move someone like this um and i really i almost feel like I, this should make us more cautious of, of similar moves mm. in the future but then at the same time i also kind of think that this kind of can happen and uh maybe Maybe it's just because you know Geo and 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 Tangy were the first players we'd we'd bought for that sort of money in such a long time that if we had been sort of regularly doing that, then and then you know getting rid of the ones which weren't working, this might not seem such a sort of such a big deal. Mm. Yeah, totally. I mean, it, it it might then just sort of be a blip, like like what Chelsea do, where they sign a billion players for a billion trillion dollars, and then the ones that flop are like, oh well, yeah. like you know Lukaku, for instance, which was a hundred million, <laughs> like that. 
And they were like, yeah, okay, well, it didn't work. All right, no problems. <laughs> and like Werner before that, who they spent 50 million on, who has done, you know, he's been soldado that can run fast. So like if we were doing that constantly, it probably wouldn't seem like such a big deal. But because it was the first, you know, lot of signings after not signing anyone, it does sort of appear like a, a bigger blip. And then also that was the year we signed them was at the same time that Pochettino's uh, run at the club kind of went sour. And so, yeah. There were so many it, circumstances, yeah. like what you're saying. Mm. Um, and I feel the people who are defending Ndombele now, it's it's kind of funny because they, they almost have to give like 15 clauses as to why it would eventually work. Because um, they're like, oh no, he's still good. What we need to do, we need to go back to a back four. Then we need to like drop in and there. Then we need to go sign fifteen other players. Then we've got to completely change the system, change the manager. Then we've got to build a new stadium, new training ground. We've got to move up to Liverpool, and then we've got to be a new club there. And then that's when he's going to work because it's a better climate for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like the fact that you can still be. I mean, I. I mean, I don't have like any animosity to like whatever it didn't work it didn't work for whatever reason be that on the club end and and obviously there's you know something going on on his end uh with how he wants to approach football whatever but like after he trudged off and you saw Romero and Dyer death staring him. <laughs> like that was the death of him at the club. And like, how can you even try after that and justify why we would try and keep him? Like it's going to be as much as it, you know, if he gets reintegrated into the squad, what's going to happen is that not only does it, like it's not football manager. Like you can't just drop him back in and be like, well, he's still good. It's like the, all the other players are going to be like, this guy, seriously, is he going to be in the school? Like who misses out because he's back after, you know, his uh, misdemeanors. Like it's, yeah. At, first, this, at this stage, it's like, do we have to put him in disguise and try and sell him as a, a youth player or something that's just come through that like it's, I'm just, I'm just, even though we're sort of justifying why there have been no offers for him, like, I'm still amazed that there's just not one just super rich, you know, club who can just go, you know what, we'll just get him in and he'll be a marquee signing for it. Like, is this the sort of player where he could end up going to, I don't know, like the Saudi league or like go to play guitar or something like that, where they're just like, so keen, I guess if the, if the, um, the the CPL in China, if that hadn't collapsed, then mm. this might be the sort of move that they would make where they can go, yeah, we'll pay the money and we'll pay him, I don't know, 50 million mm. a year. We don't care. Um, but without that sort of outlet, um, we're, we're really just sort of stuck at the moment. I, I don't know what happens here. Do we go to another loan and then try and work an obligation to buy? Are the other clubs going to be like, absolutely not. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I wonder, I mean, I've heard uh, rumours that Everton are already trying to move Deli Alley on. Um, Sorry, I thought you so, were going to say Everton were going for Ndombele. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, Everton's going. Apparently Everton wants to buy every single play that we don't want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they just can't stop, can they? They, they cannot <laughs> stop. But, yeah, no, I uh, I read that they are wanting to get rid of Delhi before there's any kind of add-ons that get... Um, What's the word I'm looking for here? Put on the deal? I'm a businessman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So make sure the no add-ons get put on, all right? Yeah, well, well uh, sorry, Frank here, Frank Lampard. Could we just make sure we get no add-ons on the deal? Because, uh, you know, I, w- I want to buy more ridiculous players for my system. It's a pressing system. You've heard of pressing? Yeah, I invented it. Um, so anyway, so what's going to happen is we're just going to run around and, uh, yeah, I was at Chelsea. Anyway, all right, game's on. Let's go. Right. <laughs> haven't, haven't Everton bought... Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Haven't they bought someone from? Is it Burnley? I feel like they bought someone from Burnley, um, a relegated team, mm. and they spent twenty million pounds on them. Oh um, my God. And it's a winger, and it's just like, <laughs> it's like once again they just cannot help themselves. And they're like, you know, yeah, you know what, Frank here again. Um, I think <laughs> let's go Burnley. That's going to keep us up. Let's let's offer him twenty mil. They can't say no. Oh my so god! What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, that's I just can't comprehend. Like, if you think back to the days under the old Scotsman. Like they were, <laughs> they were perhaps you know not the most exciting team, but they were still you know they were tough. Uh, team they finished fourth. When was that? Two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine? Yeah, something around then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They snuck in, and and they were sort of like uh, you know toe to toe. Like it, it felt like when we played them, it was you know it was a real game. And now, like not only have they had huge investment, but they've had Carlo Ancelotti as manager, <laughs> and it's like it's just a mess. I feel. I think lots of Tottenham fans feel some kind of allegiance or sympathy for Everton. But I just am so baffled by everything that's going on. Like, I don't want them to get relegated at all. Um, mind you, it is my partner's team, so that would be kind of funny. But, <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, I've also, sorry, just, I've just checked, and it is Dwight McNeil who they bought. Who Actually, Dwight <laughs> McNeil's not a bad player, but he's mm. not worth $20 million. <laughs> No. <laughs> the point there. What the? They're going through the Man U thing where everyone was like, we can just ask for whatever we want. And they'll be like, sold, done. <laughs> so the negotiating tactic is just say yes. <laughs> yeah. With On Menu, I don't know anything about uh, what's happening. With This is so off topic. But is Ronaldo playing for them or is he in prison yet? Or like, what's the deal? I think he should be in prison. But mm. um, my understanding is he can't leave because no one else wants him mm. um and it's just a bit of a standoff at the moment where he said he doesn't want to be there he wants to go mm. i'd say at this point the club probably don't want him the fans don't really want him mm. um but no one wants to to get in a 37 almost 38 year old and probably pay the wages that he wants mm. um and also knowing that he's a very toxic player yeah and i feel like any club that would be, say, any club that would be competing for Champions League. I don't think you look at Ronaldo and go, yeah, let's get Ronaldo in because you're probably doing something right and it's probably going to be based on having a decent team structure going, not just one or two, like, heroes. Um, Mm. And so people look at, you know, Ronaldo last season and go, well, he scored 17 goals in the league and he kept them challenging for it. And it's like, yeah, but he also could have been the, like his toxicity could have been a main reason why it was such a struggle of a season anyway. I would love to see a compilation of, because I can remember in my mind's eye various, because my um, housemate goes for a menu. 
watching menu games and seeing <laughs> Ronaldo point at other people to go and press or make a very half-assed effort to chase the ball. And it's like, he scored 17 goals. But if you had another player there that was actually doing all those things, like, does the team score 17 goals to make up for his individual brilliance? Um I wonder, and I suppose, you know, it's hard to say because they had Ollie as the manager who there was no system. It was just, you know, and then you bring in Ragnick who uh, doesn't have experience managing. He's a football director, but managing. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's got to implement a pressing system in two weeks. And, of course, that's not going to work. Just run around, so, guys, yeah? Yeah, just, yeah, just run around. Run hard, guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, run hard, guys. I like to smile in press conferences. <laughs> I wear glasses. Makes me look smart. <laughs> oh, God. I hope, I hope they finish 10th this year. Oh, I would, really do. It would be amazing. Um, and I love that. I I'm, I hope that Frankie De Jong is still at the point where he's going, you know what? I do not want to go to Man U. Mm. Um because like Manu fans kept saying, it's like, oh, we get Frankie in and then we're suddenly, you know, okay, cool. We've got a, you know, world-class midfielder coming in there. But um, from my understanding, Frankie is still just like, no, why would I want to go there? Mm. Um, and I think you see like Manu fans still think that the club is where it was at, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> um, and it, it really yeah. isn't like, and I think players will look at it and go, yeah, cool. I can make some money there. But also, they're not in Champions League, and it hasn't worked there for a number of seasons. Mm. And there's like they really need like a full overhaul of the mm. of the squad to really get rid of all that. So I really don't think going to Man U is as exciting a prospect as Man U fans will have you believe. Oh, absolutely not. It looks like a toxic snake pit. Like if you look at other young players that have gone there, Bar maybe Bruno Fernandez who was, I think, 25, so not that young when they signed him. But, you know, Pogba, or I need another example here. Um, it's not coming. Oh, uh, 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 IX man, uh, blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, IX man. Oh, it's Van der Beek, Van der Beek. Van der Beek, yeah, Van Sorry, IX man. <laughs> IX man. And it's just like, it's not a place where if you're a young player that's promising, you're going to go and further develop your skills and become, you know, a a world-class player. It's like you go there to sign (laughs) the lease on your own gravestone. Like it, it's just not uh, attractive. And like on this uh, topic, I just really need to add that um, I hope Chelsea get relegated. (laughs) I think that would be an absolute dream. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Because, you know, there's all this talk from Chelsea of like, I know they've signed Koulibaly, good player, yep. but also mm-hmm. aging a little bit. So yep. we don't really know. I would have taken, if he wanted to come to Spurs, I would have stumped oh, him up 100%. 100%. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was all this talk of them like, oh, Rafinha's coming. Oh, Rafinha's coming. We've got him. Rafinha, what a player. What a bloody yeah. player Rafinha is. He's going to absolutely he's a, yeah, change Yeah, he's a Chelsea player. He is Rafinha. Yeah, he's got that Chelsea spark. Ziyech will be able to get a little rest. We'll have Rafinha in, and that's going to be Champions League in the bag, mate. Absolutely, mate. That's easy done, easy done. And Rafinha goes to Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, and then Jules Kunde. Oh, mm. Kunde's coming in. 
Look at our defence, laughing. <laughs> Best defence you've ever seen. All right. Anyone got anything to say about that? Best defence in the universe. We're <laughs> back, Chelsea. We're going to win the league. Uh, no Seriously, if aliens, <laughs> if aliens landed... I just <laughs> if they landed at Stamford Bridge and they said eleven v eleven, let's go. They couldn't handle it. So I just stamped on your punchline there. I'm very sorry. Dan. No, no, that's great. I much prefer the aliens coming down and <laughs> like that's basically what a lot of fans start talking about. It's like we could be a team full of aliens, you know. We could. We like, could. They could be twenty three feet tall aliens, and there could even be hundred and twelve of them on the pitch. We'd still beat them with our quality. We can still beat them Stanford Bridge. They probably wouldn't fit in Stanford Bridge because it is a tiny stadium. It's like a toy stadium. It's a, a stadium for toys. But, you know, like, I guess if we could fit them in and, like, you know, we've been talking about refurbishing that stadium for about 10 years now, but we ain't done anything. Anyway, our past owners, these are war criminal. So, um, yeah, so we're just going to give it our best shot. And I, what, I, what I hope... <laughs> Is that unlike what we were saying before, where preseason doesn't really predict nor does it reflect how the season will go for a team? Yeah. I do really hope it does for Chelsea, and they are awful. Totally. Well, and it, it, like it very much could happen because any player they think they're getting is signing for Barcelona. So <laughs> please, Chelsea, keep being linked with players, keep going after them. Yeah, and yeah. then. Honestly, then this will turn into, instead of the future, it will be like, oh, last season, you know, if they did have aliens that came down, we would have got the one over them. Um, We just don't have a team built to play against humans, you know? Yeah. We could beat any alien that comes, but humans, it's a different matter, which we're still trying to... But what what I hope is if they are average or underperforming for where the club and the supporters expect them to be, they're going to be in this fantastic little trap where they've got a new owner and they've got a new you know, new methodology around how the club's going to be run and Tuchel's at the... So, but if they sack him really early because they're underperforming, then it's just a repetition of how it's previously been, which Chelsea fans I know have not been particularly happy about the turnover of managers. And so they're going to be trapped in this, like trying to uh, forge a new path under new ownership and also an underperforming team and an underperforming manager. So I just really, really, really hope that does happen. Oh, it's it it, like, it very well could and like because it doesn't really take that many things to go wrong. For like we often forget like how like okay yes you get like a, you know a Man City, a Liverpool, and and they are like by far the best teams in the country, and they just blow everyone else away, of course. But apart from that, like there aren't many things between you know the next sort of like four to six teams usually and you just take one or two things to go right or go wrong and it just really changes our fortunes like i would say obviously getting conte in last season but then managing to get kuliseski and bentonker in in january to me definitely changed us and got us into into fourth um yep. by having that and some of kuliseski's performances were just amazing um mm. And so great. And so for Chelsea, you just need one or two things to go the other way. They keep struggling to sign players that they want. One or two players start getting a little bit over the whole situation that they've had there. They've also lost uh, Antonio Rudiger on a free, which is great. <laughs> and I know they've brought in Koulibaly to replace him, but like, I, I, ho- I really hope that the sheen just keeps coming off Chelsea. And even though they've got new owners, it kind of, yeah, it does represent the end of an era for them. And again, they don't think that they're this just huge invincible club that they were. Yeah. I I just hope, I don't know who their first game's against, but I hope 
It is shocking for their supporters. <laughs> like, it's shocking. They're like, what has happened? What has happened here? Why can't we play the aliens again? Why are we playing these humans? I hope it's just absolutely appalling. Totally. Uh, and, like, I mean, Sterling is, like, their big signing they brought in. And mm. I think, to be completely honest, I think they've paid over the odds for him. And Sterling had a moment a few years ago where he was playing really well and you were like, all right, wow, this guy's getting into that real world-class level, mm. um, scoring a bunch of goals, really doing everything. Um, I know he's, you know, been rotated out a bit of City and everything like that, but he's not the marquee signing that suddenly <laughs> mm. suddenly makes up for all, the, their, all their losses. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, like... You know, he's a name because he gets parroted around by the English press, which then we're privy to because we're following the Premier League. But if we sign Sterling, Tottenham, that that's what this podcast is about, um, <laughs> then, then, like, does he, does he immediately get onto the pitch? Absolutely like, not. Like, I, I, like, I don't want to sound like, Arsenal fan TV here where I'm like going over above and beyond my station, but like really probably not. No, I, I, he's not getting in ahead of Son. No. Um, and he doesn't play the right. So <laughs> Kulisevsky sewn up there and Kane, he wouldn't get mm. in there. Um, I do like the reference there of not sounding like Arsenal fan TV. All we need to start doing trophy, oh, trophies, trophies, <laughs> trophies, 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 yeah. trophies. <laughs> Trophies. We sign trophies. <laughs> we don't sign pies. We sign trophies. <laughs> so, look, I think I'm overall, talking about all these other teams, it just makes me even just happier of where we are in the transfer window and what we've done. And we've just done, you know, I, I think we're good. I, I honestly think we might still see one or two more players come in. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we are in such a better position than a lot of these other teams are. And, Yeah. Uh, I still have very high hopes for this season and think we will do something. I think. Well, that's a great segue into um, what is your predicted top... And can we write this down somewhere so we don't have to search back? But <laughs> <laughs> I'll write it. I'll write it down. What is your predicted top... Four? Where will we finish and what is your predicted top four? Um, I honestly think... Oh, I feel like Liverpool Liverpool City will be going for it. I've, I'm, I feel like Liverpool could win. Um, because I kind of think City will have their eyes on Champions League a lot more than the league. Finally, they'll be like, we have to go for this. And I would love it if they don't win that. But I, mm. I reckon Liverpool won City 2. I honestly think we can finish third. Um, and then even after all this talk, I feel like it's probably... I was going to say Chelsea. In all honesty, I think Arsenal will finish above Chelsea. And are more likely to get fourth. All right. I'm not saying that I want that to happen, but mm. that's what that's what I'll go with. Okay, so that's your top four and your uh, title <laughs> title winner slash title man. Uh, what about who's getting relegated? Who's getting relegated? Mm -hmm. um, I feel like honestly, Everton. <laughs> mm -hmm. Surely they've got to be in in with a shout. Um, I think Fulham could get relegated. Mm -hmm. Um, because like, you know, they walked, I'm, I'm always wary when a team like just walks the, you know, the championship that it's like, are they a bit cocky when they get into the Premier League? Um, and it might not mean that they are just that good that they are going to just blitz the Premier League. Um, so I'm probably a little bit wary about them. Um, and then 
I don't know, a team I'm a bit suspicious of would probably be Forest. Mm -hmm. Just because, like, if your marquee signing is 200000 a week on Jesse Lingard, <laughs> I feel like that's probably not going to end well. Um, is, did that ha I'm so out of the loop. Yeah, they've signed Lingard on a free from NU and they're paying him like 200 grand a week. Oh my God. Um, but then again, Bournemouth, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if the teams coming up are going to do that well, to be honest. Mm. But I feel like Everton, I'll, I'll go with Everton. Uh, Everton, Fulham, maybe Everton, Fulham and Bournemouth. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> With not with Forrest just just staying up, mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. Right, what are yours? Okay, um, I think um, I don't know whether to try and do this realistically or just because you did yours in a in a systematic and realistic way. Um, I'm going to say we're going to win the league, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that is not me being like. We've got, we've got players. We've got Kante. We, we, we'll get all together. We've got the league. I actually, like, realistically, no, we're probably finishing third. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, for record-keeping sake, would like to say that we're going to win. Totally. Uh, I'm going to say that City finish second. Mm -hmm. Liverpool finish third um, because all their asthma medication is starting to affect them. Uh, and so they can't, they just can't keep up. Um, Klopp, he loses his mind. Um, and then I reckon fourth is going to be Man U. Ooh, okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I, I do think there is some merit to, to believe that we can win the league. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, in all honesty, because... I feel like that's what Conte wants the whole club to believe, and he, what he wants yeah. Kane Kane will believe that with Conte. So will Son, mm. um, so will Sonny. So I don't think it's that crazy to suggest that we can do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Man U one I didn't see coming after. I guess you led us into a segment of how horrible Man U were. <laughs> oh, I think they're horrible, but I also think that they're like a cockroach in a nuclear war where they survive <laughs> and then somehow they finish fourth. Um, I also think Ten Hag's probably a pretty good manager and he will get them playing. Like they'll beat – I imagine that they're going to beat teams that they should beat and then when they come up against uh, the top six, they're going to get absolutely roasted. That's my prediction. Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. And I, th I feel like maybe – yeah, maybe like Ten Hag, his system finally comes good in the second half of the season or mm -hmm. something like yeah. that. Like it always seems that it's if if one of the teams that are in that sort of like – you know, third to sixth or seventh bracket, if they just go on a run for a, like a few games, mm. they really just, mm. just like pop back into the top four. Mm. Um, so it could, it could happen. All right. What are your relegated teams? Relegated teams is, that's much, uh, much harder. I reckon that, I think you're right. Probably Fulham will go down. Um, I think Leeds are going to go down. Oh, good call. And I think, oh, I don't know anything about Nottingham Forest, but I just <laughs> like the name. So <laughs> um, I, I want them to stay out, but I think it'll be Bournemouth that goes down. And Nottingham Forest, like you said, will uh, just escape. Okay. So what were the three? Oh, sorry. So uh, Leeds, uh, Fulham and Bournemouth. And Bournemouth. 
Right. I think what we need to do, maybe on the Discord, we'll put up uh, a call out for this and we'll do the a bit Spursy Millions where mm. um, everyone can just jump on there and put your league table um, from 1st to 20th. And mm-hmm. then if anyone gets it, um, we'll give you a million dollars. <laughs> what if we, um, what's a good prize? Um, a million dollars is a great prize, but I'm just trying to think of something more sentimental. Um, <laughs> um, we'll give you, we'll figure it out what the prize is. It's, it's, but it will be great. You'll be like, well, that's better than a million dollars. Can we still call it the Abitspursy Millions? Absolutely. Okay, great. We will yeah, confirm yeah. what the prize is mm-hmm. for the Abitspursy Millions. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be worth it. It'll be worth it. It'll be a decent prize. Absolutely. I should add, if you're uh, listening at this point, we have uh, a fantasy uh, EPL uh, league that we've started, which is there's the general league and then there's also the draft league. The draft league is supposed to be uh, a more exclusive Patreon uh, kind of um, focus league, but there are people on the Patreon that haven't joined and the draft is on Friday night. So if you would like to join that league, Please just send me a message on the Discord and I will add you to it. First in best dressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Get, get in amongst it. Um, and, yeah, there'll be the general league too, which will just mm. operate as you were. You can pick whoever you want. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that'll be good. We'll – we'll look, we're probably not throughout the season going to be going on in-depth uh, Fantasy Premier League uh, insights, but we, oh, will, no. we will keep it going, the, uh, the discussion around that. And, uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there'll be another prize for, for winning those leagues. I think we will only probably discuss it if I feel like I've been hard done by. Then there'll be like a half an hour segment. But uh, if that doesn't happen, um, it won't be brought up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you look, roll the dice. Join the leagues. Uh, roll the dice. It might get discussed. It might not. Yeah. Um, last piece of news I can see here is that Davies has signed a new contract. Uh, Big Daddy Ben uh, on the books. Um, what a relief. It, it, it's so weird that he's signing a new contract and I was like, yes. Like in what world did I imagine that that would be the case? Oh, I, I had the exact same feeling and mm. and it is weird, but it's like he's – people still don't respect him after last season. Um, mm. And if he signs – so, well, he signed this contract. If he sees out this contract, he would have been here for over a decade. Mm. So, like, Davies, it's easy to, you know, call him like this, you know, make weight player that should go and all that sort of stuff. But I think he showed last season that he, in that system with three at the back, he's really well suited to it. And um, I think he's generally a good player in that system for Conte. Yeah, totally. Like, I think it, Conte has come at the perfect time for Gentle Ben. Uh, and uh, it's the perfect synchronous relationship, symbiotic relationship. Uh, they're both parasites feeding off each other. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. And and Conte said about him, he said that he's always positive and he's a really good guy. So what more could you want from a footballer? What more do you want? I mean, you know, if, you, if you're complaining about Davies, what do you think? If you met Antonio Conte, do you think he'd turn around and say you're a good guy? I reckon the chances are low. Very for low. For anyone. Anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And if you th- if you disagree, then put that to the test and try and track him down and mm. see what happens. Track him down. Yeah, track him down. Don't link it to us. But, yeah, go for it. 
Um, is there anything else we need to cover? Dan? I feel like that might be that might be all. I think that's it. Like maybe some people are, are still listening, going, "Oh, just cover the preview for the Premier League cafe." <laughs> uh, nope, not going to do it. <laughs> we've got no. we've got a game this week, uh, which will um, which I, I'm very very excited for, like, like the Premier League to I start up wait. again. Um, but look, we at this stage, it's really you know predicting who's going to start, how we're going to play. Um, mm. You know, let's wait until after the first couple of games before we yeah, start really thinking see it rather than be like, right, this is my team and this is how Conte is going to rock up. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, why would you listen to that? Like, when it's just like, well, we could just wait until the weekend and then see. Totally. Because then if you, when you go really hard in on that, and then the next week, those sort of people don't usually turn around and go, you know what? I was wrong about that formation. I was actually completely wrong. You go, <laughs> yeah, look, we won 5 0, but I was still right. I tell you. I was still right. He didn't look good, did he? He got three yeah. assists, but they were lucky. Yeah. I would rather just see how it goes. Um, but, you know, if you want uh, if you want that kind of uh, experience in your ears, uh, there's, uh, there's other podcasts out there. <laughs> it's like at the end uh, of these podcasts, we get really defensive about, like, what the fact we haven't gone into certain things. I'm just like, we're not going to do that. If you want to listen to that, go elsewhere. <laughs> Yeah, piss off. No, um, I can imagine if anyone's listening, uh, they've made it to this point, they would not be surprised that we didn't go through and be like, my back line is basically this, Tanganga. Uh, then I'm going to play skip at centre-back. And then, I'm, you know, like, that's not the vibe. Um, but, yeah, I'm very excited for this weekend. Uh, I'm very excited for, you know, that beautiful period where uh, England have daylight saving and the games are early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, it's going to be a good time. Last little, very, very quick, speedy prediction, uh, mm. which we might also put out to the Discord later. Uh, Golden Boot, who do you think wins that this season? Kane. I was going to say Kane too. I honest, Kane, I think is is back. I think he wants that very. He mm. was happy for Son to have it last season. Mm. He was content, would say. To, mm. but I honestly think Kane. Especially with like you know, uh, you know Nunez coming in and Haaland and and a place like that. I think Kane, there's fire in his little belly. I reckon he's furious about Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, thank you very much for listening to another episode of A Bit Spursy. Um, I've been Barney. I've been Dan. And come on, you Spurs! You've been listening to A Bit Spursy. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Email us at hello at abitspursy.com and subscribe via your usual podcast platforms.